Welcome to the Sex Positive Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Coletti. I'm a little out of breath. <laughs> I just went for a almost hour walk and I have so many things to say. So we're kind of going to jump right into it today because this, this podcast episode is not about sex, but it kind of is because the way that we think about ourselves, the way that we see ourselves can for sure impact our romantic and sexual relationships. But I I honestly love my process of just generating ideas when I'm out in nature, when I'm walking, when I'm under the sun and getting charged. Um, Just all these these flowy uh, streams of consciousness come to me. And I had an idea to discuss hating ourselves and kind of a spiritual perspective on appearance and why the words that we tell ourselves matter. And something I've been just reflecting on is the way that I block my own manifestations by hating myself. myself. And I wanted to pose this question of how can we expect our desires to come to fruition, our dreams to come true, if we don't even feel worthy of them? And this might be a, a little spiritual episode. I haven't done one of these in a, in a while, although I do try to incorporate spirituality into everything I do. But I want you to just notice today. Notice the dialogue that you have within yourself and recognize how you see yourself, the way that you view yourself. And I surely will share my own journey with this, as I always do, because that's how I tend to connect ideas. But the way that I look has caused me so much pain and shame and needless suffering throughout my life. And I know this is self-inflicted. This is most of our pain, I will say, when we start to take accountability and responsibility for our lives, A majority of our pain is self-imposed. And I say that with so much compassion and grace as someone that has struggled with mental health their entire lives and has a pretty severe trauma history. I don't mean to say that we do that to ourselves and it's our fault. We don't need any more guilt. (laughs) But I'm saying that, at least for me, and perhaps for you, that a lot of us continue our suffering through self-blame, through believing things that aren't true about ourselves. And when it comes to physicality, many of us mold our looks to become who we are. We think that our physical appearance is correlated with our identity, which in a way it is since we are in a 3D physical world but it's only an aspect of it. If you're anything like me, you make it everything. As in, I am only valuable if I am beautiful. And I feel like I'm going to cry this episode because most of the time, I don't even look in the mirror. (laughs) 
because it's so painful for me. I have so much self-disgust. I tell myself I'm repulsive. I'm fucking disgusting. This inner narrative that I have with myself. And I've become so used to it. It's so unconscious sometimes that I don't even realize I'm doing it and the impact that it has. That I've even gone as far as to tell myself, I've said these words out loud. Lauren, you are so hideous. You don't even deserve to be alive. You are not worthy of being happy because of how ugly you are. How unkind that is. As someone that preaches kindness and radical forgiveness, I can tend to beat myself up pretty bad. I've done so many things throughout my life to try to change who I am based off of solely how I look. And I never understood why time and time again, it never fails that I'd always be disappointed As many of you know, I struggled with an eating disorder for 13 plus years because my destructive behaviors, the way I ate what I didn't eat, the way that I compulsively exercised, missed events to work out, the way I talked to myself, it was pushing me to do anything. I would go to any length to feel more acceptable and accepted by my peers because I couldn't love or accept myself. And this feeling of self-hatred is so familiar over the course of my life. I always thought I would be happy once I'm pretty or I get the perfect relationship. Once I'm skinny, I'll be satisfied. Once my skin clears up, I'll get more attention when my hair is longer. I'll be whatever when X, Y, and Z occurs. And I had to learn the hard way that that will never happen. Even last summer, I talk about this a lot last summer, I felt the most outwardly beautiful I'd ever felt in so long. I had these gorgeous long blonde hair extensions. I lost 35 pounds on keto. And even then, I was lusting after the um, the heart of this man, boy, boy man. He still, he didn't want me to be his girlfriend. And I thought to myself that even at my best, I am still not good enough. There must be something inherently wrong with me. I am broken. Nobody could ever love me. And I, now looking back, I have so much empathy for myself. I realize that I manifested that experience. And in our entire life, we... We manifest these opportunities to heal our wounds. That was an opportunity for me to heal. But if we think that our healing will come from the outside, the externalities, which we fight so hard to obtain, we will continually be disappointed time and time again. And this episode was somewhat inspired by the show Spiritual Shit, where Aaliyah talks about you know, the way you look is the least interesting thing about you. And I'm here to say that that is true. (laughs) What if it was true? If you can't believe it's true, just maybe ask what if. What if she's right? 
Because many of us make it the most important thing about us. We exert and waste all this time and money and energy putting ourselves down, criticizing ourselves and how we don't measure up or how we can improve. And I believe there needs to come to a point where we trust that we are enough as we are right now, here and now, especially in this self-help culture, there's a fine line where we believe we should always be pushing. We should always be seeking better and more, even in relationships. The next best thing syndrome. Well, I could be happier with so-and-so. And my boyfriend wears this brand Alphalete, and I think their saying is never satisfied or something. <laughs> something along those lines. But I, I don't love that. It doesn't sit with me well because then we think we're constantly a problem that needs to be fixed. There needs to come a point where we just stop and smell the roses in the present and appreciate who we are today, not how we were yesterday or what we could be tomorrow, but just breathe and relax. I love and accept you for who you are in this moment. Does that make us uncomfortable? Why is that so hard? It is challenging. But it's worth pursuing. And mostly this whole episode, I'll be real, as in many of my episodes, I'm just speaking this to myself, what I need to hear. We have to stop basing our worth off of our size, especially nowadays, where so much, I see so many young kids just always looking for more followers, always looking for more likes. We can't base our value off of how many likes we get on TikTok. (laughs) Because I'll tell you this, it's a never-ending battle. And based off of personal experience, I can say that's an uphill, an uphill struggle or mountain. You'll always be trying to climb, but you'll never get to the quote-unquote top. And, and most of this is based off of assumptions, right? How we think other people view us, what we think others feel about us. And when my ang- social anxiety, my social phobia, what they used to call it back then, my body dysmorphia was at its worst, I would not even leave my house, y'all. Like I would get invited to plans and want to go out with my friends, but I wouldn't allow myself. I'd stop myself, especially when I had acne, really bad acne, cystic acne, I was so paralyzed that other people would see me as disgusting because that's how I felt about myself. I felt I was this horrendous monster. I remember calling out of work at Target several times because I was just so humiliated. I was so worried I'd be deemed as less lovable because of my skin. And now it's funny because I look back on pictures and I was like 19 and 21, I think, what the fuck were you thinking, girlfriend? (laughs) Your body is a vessel. However, if you can't see it that way, particularly in dating, if we can't accept ourselves and see ourselves, we will reject others who try to get close to us. 
in my own relationship, Nick, he tells me how beautiful he thinks I am and how he wants to touch my body because he thinks I'm so sexy. And I, I hate to hear it. I'm not one of those people that's like, no, I'm blah, blah, because I want to hear it. Like I fucking cringe. It makes me recoil because I refuse to believe anybody sees me that way. We cannot accept others' love if we don't see ourselves as lovable or deserving of it. If we don't trust that, we'll, we'll make this shell, this wall around our hearts. And I do this. I push others away because I think they're lying to my face when they say something nice to me. Or, or I think they're just trying to make me feel better or they feel bad for me. And, and I'm working on it. But deep down, I know that I still believe that. He would love me more if I just had a six pack or if I wore gym shark leggings or just like stupid egoic shit. It's all driven by the ego because we will always keep others at arm's length if we act that way. We don't see ourselves the way that other people see us. We don't give ourselves enough credit for what we've been through. And even if you don't have disordered eating or body image issues, I think we can all agree that we are our own worst critic most of the time. And now I'm 27 years old. Hard for me to believe myself. I still feel like I'm 18. And I look back at old pictures of when I was 22 or whatever, and I have this habit of always wishing I could go back and recognize that I was good enough. I was beautiful. And I think, especially as a woman approaching her thirties, I have so much fear because society tells us that our value, our desirability decreases with age, especially as women in the United States. Right. And anyway, I think to myself now, like with the insight that I have that in a year or five down the line, if I keep up that attitude, that constant yearning for what was or what could be, I will be looking back at photos of myself now and wish that I could appreciate and realize just how good enough I am currently. I don't take many pictures of myself and I I don't like to be included in pictures because I can't stand how I look. And it's a sad reality of what a disservice we do when we don't celebrate our lives, these intimate moments, over something so fucking, like, it's honestly really dumb. How you feel isn't stupid, but it's just disheartening. And I do think there's something to be said about, like, addiction to social media and this need for gratification and validation that so many of us long for. I don't feel the need to document every little thing in my life. You know, I don't think it's healthy for us to be on our phones 24 seven, but there is something to be said about being in the moment. And if you miss out on a group photo or just being proud of how you look for the, the reason that you just feel disgusted or you're afraid you'll look fat compared to everyone else is really sad. We have so much to offer the world more than the size of our thighs. 
And I ask, where did you learn to care so much about that? Just reflect on the areas of yourself where you were taught to believe or just even absorbed by messages that you aren't acceptable for you to be how you are as you are. For me, this has been a lot of this has been my height, right? I'm five foot eight. (laughs) But I feel like sometimes I might as well be seven feet tall. And it makes me feel so isolated and just like I stand out like an outsider. And I do think a lot of this goes back to just the patriarchal standard of like having to stay small and meek. I I wouldn't even allow myself to go to the beach for, I want to say it was three to five years from when I was like 17 to 23. I didn't go to the beach because I was so embarrassed and ashamed and just disappointed in my figure. And if I could go back and say to my however old self, I would tell her that you are doing the best you can, sister. You're doing the best you can now, and you're doing the best you can back then. So cut yourself some slack. And if we circle back to talking law of attraction, just notice your words. How do you speak out loud to yourself? What do you expect to happen? Does what you want for yourself line up with what you feel worthy or deserving of having? Because I know for me, it doesn't. I want my voice to be heard. I want to be a storyteller. I want to be a speaker and a best-selling author. Yet I say to myself, no one cares what you have to say. You're not important. I even say, I don't want to pass on my genetics and curse someone with my DNA because of how much I have apparently suffered. And that it's not a worthy mindset. That's not a self-loving perspective, right? It doesn't align. I don't want to affirm that to myself anymore. Stop saying things to yourself. You don't want to be true. We can't attract abundance if we are constantly comparing where we are in our life with others. And if we feel this lack or scarcity mindset, I know for me, I want to be wealthy. I want to be abundant and prosperous and successful. Yet I cringe and I, I tighten, I stiffen every time I have to spend money because I feel like I don't have enough. I feel like I'm falling short. I'm falling behind. And feeling like a failure, that's something I talk about a lot on my podcast. It's a pretty core wound for me. And whether it's in our appearance or our income, our career, that's not aligned with expansion and overflow, right? So check yourself. Because how can you manifest your dream life if your vibration is in a place of low frequency, of self-pity, carrying so much hatred? It's a lot harder to be your best self and connect with your highest self if we're so consumed with the ways we think we are not good enough. Because when it comes down to it, we ultimately just want to love and be loved and know that we are capable, know that we are lovable. And this can often be disguised with addictions or being consumed with our appearance, but it ultimately comes down to our worth and our desire to be accepted. 
So examine the messages you were given growing up or in adolescence, in relationships, and just unpack how they affect you today, whether it's subconscious or pretty apparent. And just know that the way other people speak to you, it has nothing to do with you, the way that people speak about you. It has to do with them. When I was growing up, my dad called me thunder thighs. My mom said I was big boned. Um, I remember a date I went on off of Tinder. He, he basically told me I was his dream girl. And then when he met me, I was a lot hotter online. I didn't expect you to be so tall. Right. And I was cheerleading. And um, this one girl on the bus, I'll never forget. She didn't think I was there. She thought I got off the bus. And then she started talking about how horrendous my acne was and how scary looking I was. I'll never forget that. And when I worked at Rite Aid, my first job, someone told me that I wasn't skinny. Like in a third person, they were talking to my friend and my friend was like, Lauren lost so much weight. Like she looks so skinny. And then he said, he was like, she's not skinny. And I thought that that was the worst thing I could ever hear. I place so much value on being thin. And we cause ourselves more pain by taking other people's opinions personally. And perhaps that wasn't even what they meant, right? We're all coming from different experiences, from different backgrounds. We skew people's words and make it about us and our worth. And, you know, as someone that is on the taller side, I've always had this desire to be smaller. For a while, I said the best compliment I could ever hear is, you look short today. And it's, it's just laughable. When I could be appreciating my long, strong legs or How about even my empathy, my wisdom, my mind, my courage? We have to expand on the good qualities that we appreciate or admire about ourselves instead of obsessing and ruminating over what we can't change. Right? Let go of what you can't change. Would you talk to your child or your best friend or your partner the way you talk to yourself? I know I wouldn't. And if we've experienced trauma, even when it's quote unquote over, if we leave the abusive relationship, we so often will continue to abuse ourselves. We don't allow ourselves to be free. What does your body allow you to do? How can you be grateful for your body today? Even it's just walking, listening, seeing being able to speak and feed ourselves. That's huge. You know how many people can't do that? We are God. We are love in the physical form. Our bodies really are a miracle when we think about it. And I believe that we choose this life. We choose our experiences. We choose our parents, our body. And if we can change our view from feeling like a helpless victim and reframe it into the mindset that we incarnated into this physical form in this lifetime to help us achieve our dharma and learn our life lessons, then maybe we can find a place in our hearts to be kinder and softer within ourselves. Because life is simply an illusion, 
right? This theory of this is all in fact just a simulation and maybe we can lighten the load off of our shoulders because the burdens we carry, we continue and choose to carry, they're so heavy. I'm so tired of that. So with that in mind, perhaps this week as we enter into Mercury in retrograde, we can just take ourselves a little less seriously. How are you holding yourself back? I invite you to just ponder this question. Where are you stopping yourself from experiencing love and happiness and connection in attempts to try and prove yourself right or just protect yourself? Just sit with it. Allow whatever needs to come up to come up. And I'm sending you all my love. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care. Thank you.